Welcome to Buy My Telingual today. My name is Elizabeth Aitai and I'm your host. My guest today is Argentinian clarinetist, composer, investigator and professor based in Buenos Aires. In 2013, he graduated as a licentiate in composition with electroacoustic media from the Universidad Nacional de Quilmes. Since then, he has dedicated himself to premier works of instrumental music and mixed media of young and consecrated composers from Argentina and other countries. He has been awarded scholarships by the different institutions such as BAM Center for Arts and Creativity Canada, where this interview took place, Fondo Nacional de las Artes and Ministerio de Cultura de la Nación. He performs as a clarinetist in orchestras, chamber groups and independent projects of rock and tango, and he further composed the music for this podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. It's an honor, a pleasure. Thanks. Let's get started. Okay. So I'd like you just to say your name and then where you're from Yeah. and where you currently live. I'm Hernan Giorcelli. I'm from Argentina. I live in... Buenos Aires, in a city near Buenos Aires, is called Berazatei. How many languages do you speak and what is your native uh, language? Yeah, I think I speak Spanish. <laughs> I speak well, it's my native language. And I studied like six years English and I could say that it's my second language. At what age did you start learning English? I started English because in Argentina it's not normal to... to To learn in school, when I was a kid, I started like when I was nine year old. But then uh, my family sent me to a school of English uh, and it took me like six years since 11 or 12. So that's where the years where I study English. Mm -hmm. Which language do you feel more comfortable with or at home with? No, Spanish. Spanish? Totally. Okay. <laughs> Thinking that in Inside of myself, uh, or my inner voice is all the time in Spanish. And when I speak another language, it's like I have to, to make another kinds of thoughts or way to think. And I have to think everything in English. So it's like two inner voices, I think. But Spanish is which I feel much more, more comfortable, of course. Mm -hmm. What language do you dream with in? Well, that's a nice question because every time I dream in Spanish, but when I came here at Banff and it was the first time in my life that I have to speak 24 hours in English and the first week I have uh, dreams in English. Was yeah. that your first dream in English? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. The first time that I dream in, in English was, was very great for me. How did it feel? No, I feel great. It was like I, I, wake, up, I woke up and I feel surprised. Because the first time that happened to me, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I dreamt in Hungarian. Yeah. So you're really fast because I was in one year in Hungary. The first time I dreamt, I was like, okay, now I arrived. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was faster. <laughs> mm -hmm. When you communicate emotional matters, what language are you using? No, these, these days or every, every time? In general. No, no, Spanish. Spanish, Spanish. because... Uh, all my environment is, is Spanish, based where I work, friends, family, Spanish all the time. Mm -hmm. Comparing Spanish and English, mm -hmm. how do you feel about the rhythm of both languages? Yeah, I think it's, for example, I'm, I'm a musician and it's difficult for me, like composing or writing songs 
in Spanish because I think that the genre that I like most is rock and is everything in English. So I think for songs and rock songs, for example, and many of another genre, the English has a easiest rhythm, I think, because they are very short words. Instead, in Spanish, we have a lot of syllabs. Like to say one word is plus cuan perfecto. It can be just one word. And instead of in English, you have like tu, 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 tu. like just monosyllables or two syllables for words. Mm -hmm. Do the rhythms, uh, the different rhythms of these languages have an effect on your body? Do you change um, personality when you're in Spanish versus English? Yeah, yeah. I think it changes my personality. I always make jokes in Spanish. And this day, for example, I was always telling the, my partners here at the Russians that I'm in Spanish. I'm, I used to be a funny guy and not so serious. And when I speak English, it's like I have to think a lot what I'm going to say that I feel like I'm very serious. Now, the, this is my third week. And I think it's like changing that. And I can be more relaxed and make jokes and something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But mm -hmm. I, think, I think it affects my personality. And where, where do you fear frustrations with English? For example, well, this experience for me is, is so... I'm learning a lot of, of this experience. The first week I, I feel very frustrated in the making new relationships with people that I never met. And it was, I feel like, oh, this never happened to me in my life. So it was difficult to have a long conversation or a deep conversation. I like to know how the feelings are of the other person and how she or he feels. It's like I couldn't have that kind of conversation that I'm used to now. So it was like, how are you? Good. Uh, yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I, I feel you because I speak five languages. Yeah, five. So, yeah, so wow. I know exactly, you know, how it uh -huh. is to feel kind of amputated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you feel a little bit stupid and that you can't bring out the, your, yeah, who yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah, it's like you feel off. It's, yeah, I think anxious. Mm -hmm. feel like, like a little nervous or anxious. Like you want to say something and you can't. It's like you have an idea, but you don't have the tools to share that idea, no? Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's frustrating, I think. Yeah, it is. You <laughs> let it out through music? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, music, I think, in general is far beyond the words. And it's like you can have some, I can share some emotions with an abstract language. And that's, I think, the most powerful thing that the music has, no? That you can't transmit or share that emotion without words. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> angry. I oh, agree. No. I'm a visual artist, but I think music is the best art, the highest art form. Because it yeah. touches the physicality yeah. and the listening yeah. and the emotions. And I feel like sometimes it's, it's so strong, like smelling. When you smell some uh, something that reminds you of childhood, I think that is the strongest feeling that, that you can ever have. And the music sometimes touches the same place of your brain of your heart maybe when you sing a song that reminds your childhood or situation it's like those emotions yeah. it's so hard so intense for me that mm -hmm. when i have with those two sensations that it's smell and sound when you m have those memories you have them in spanish yeah yeah i usually think spanish yeah Do you think uh, you would have memories in english after your time here well, maybe it could be Could be because 
It's like I'm getting used to thinking English. And I th it's like uh, another character is starting to live inside you. Can you describe that character? Yes. First of all, he speaks different. And he ways that he pronounces the words, that he communicates himself. His expressions are very different from the original one of the native because you are in another culture, in my experience, no? And the thing that you bring with your culture, I don't think that you can show them as original because you are in another environment, no? So I think all is getting to a new character who makes new movements, who speak in different tone, maybe, because when I speak English, I make some expression that in Spanish I wouldn't make it, like, oh, Ted. So it's, I feel like in a movie, no? <laughs> so it's funny, funny. Sometimes I, 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 I watch myself and I see myself like saying, Oh no, what's happening? And <laughs> I couldn't do it in Spanish because I look myself a little bit silly, I think. <laughs> How do you define cultural belonging? Sorry, can, can you mm -hmm. just ask in another way, please? Yeah. What does it mean for you to belong to a culture? What are the ah. aspects ah, of okay. cultural belonging? Well, I think here I feel it so much because I'm the only one who is from Argentina in the program of musician and the only one who speaks Spanish. And I think it's the Latino thing. It's like I feel more like it's my culture now because, for example, when I, I met here, I meet, for example, a Colombian guy or Mexican guy. I feel like a kind of brotherhood. It's like, oh, feel so comfortable. We don't, we don't have a lot of words in common, but I think that from Mexico to Argentina, yeah, it's, I feel like a big country, no? Mm -hmm. We are the, we have the same history. We have the same horror things happen to us during 500 years. And we are sharing that feelings and we know what, what is that being colonized, but Spanish first, but all the time Latin America is suffering the same things. And that things came from countries like this or the potential. And I think that what I feel when I see a, a Latino person is like, well, we are sharing this sadness. But at the same time, we are funny people that we make jokes and it's like we relax and we touch each other a lot, much more than, for example, Anglo person that they don't touch. They, they say hi in these ways. And for me, it's like, Another future of my, my new character, no, mm -hmm. my English character, that I have some distance and it's so different in Argentina, for example, that you all the time you are giving hugs or we kiss each other when we say hi. Yeah, I've been in Europe la mm -hmm. last year, mm -hmm. touring, and it was funny. Mm -hmm. But when you're on tour, it's different. I went with four friends. We, we, are, we were four. And now you come back to your safe zone every time because you speak the same language but when you are with another it was very funny and like I think we exaggerate always our way of being and we go to the Germans and give hugs and say hey hello how are you Argentinian come here shouting and and they at the first time they don't know what to do but it's like well <laughs> but here is different I'm here by myself and it's different now. you feel inhibited uh, no no not so much no no How does it feel for you being here, knowing that Canada was also colonial yeah. country? What happened? Oh, it's something that uh, the first days I was thinking a lot. And I think when you are 
an Argentinian, a Latin American person, you come with that background in your head that you know where are you living, you know the people that had to be killed or murdered to, to set a nation. So I came with that background and I, I come here and I say, why? Wait a minute. This place, I think, belongs to another nation, belongs to the native people. And, and, and it's interesting how when you, they give a new talk, and you and you speaking the the first thing they say well this belongs to a native but I feel that is not so real I feel this like well we must say this because we are civilized people but I think when I've been here about the first day I I think I have met just one person that looks like native people and was like uh, um homeless. Because I'm always with that vision now, with the vision of the background and say, well, this is a place colonized. You can notice the first work you make and where the native people. It's the only, and it's the same question that I have. In Argentina, is a lot of places like this, like Banff. You can say Bariloche. It's the same. We are native people, but they are not more and they are full of German people or they build a new city. It's a, it's a very hard theme for me, issue. It's not the, the most funny story. It's not nice, but it's, it's the reality, no? And in Argentina, for example, people doesn't know where we came from. And, and that's my example. My grandparents were Italian for the way of my mother. Uh, they were Spanish, but native people also. But then, then you don't know where you come from. It's like a mixture. And nowadays history, you come to re you start to realize that Argentina was a lot of people murdered to create a nation 200 years ago. How does it make you feel? Because you're speaking the language of the colonizer. Yeah, it's a way I think about that. It's another sad, sad thing, very sad, that happened with language, no? Because sometimes I, I read that every day a lot of languages are being disappeared. Yeah. And it's so sad when you realize that. Because if you put an example, Western culture, has everything written they could keep everything they have history and it won't be lost in the future no but when you lost a new language or a language that is today is disappearing it's disappearing like for example in music people like Bach people like Mozart or the Beatles so the importance of culture the, the main characters of that culture is being lost so it's so sad to, to, to think about that And I feel speaking, I can do anything about that because it's the language that I have learned. But I would like to speak my native, but I don't know where I come from. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so it's so, for Argentinian, I think it's quite difficult, that mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think you could find out one day what your language is? No, no because it's, I came from so different ways that it's lost. And I think that is the most Argentinian future characteristic, that we are a, a mixture, a totally mixture. And well, we have to be proud of that and to think that it's our future. Another kind of future that I see that I'm most proud of for Argentinian is like we are a country that is always giving the welcome to another person, so a person from another country. For example, Venezuelan people is coming now and we are receiving them without problems because we came from different places. We came from it Italy, Spain, Jewish people, African people. So it's what we are, no? So you have a very high consciousness of being a nation built of migrants. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can say tango, for example, for example, is our national music or from the city is a mixture. We have the folk music is a mixture of Spanish music from African music. Yeah. And we have empires no? before being colonized. Uh, and that mixture about Incas, Aztecas, Mayas, it's all the time like <laughs> a very big, big, uh, how do you say, Osha, when you put food. A bowl, a very big bowl of, it's like Argentina, I think. I, I, I can see like this, no? We put a lot of nations together. <laughs> or ingredients. Ingredients, yeah. Cultural ingredients. We are all mixed. That's a beautiful image. I love to eat that salad. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank Come. you. Okay, I will. <laughs> I invite Do you consider yourself as a migrant? Yeah, I feel, I, I feel a migrant because... It's a person who is not original from from that place, but I think it has to be with time, no? I ask this question everyone, mm -hmm. and I think people really have a little bit different responses. Mm -hmm. This is you, it's not a study question. Just No, 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 I am thinking. Yeah, there can be different definitions. Yeah, yeah, for a migrant or a native person. I think that, that when you have a lot of generation and you know where you're coming from and where that family came from, I feel that you don't, you don't, Maybe you don't feel migrant. This past month, I've been in the north of Argentina and it's so different when you see the people who is from there and you know that they feel that they are the owners of that place because historically their families came from generation to generation behind them. And I don't feel like them in my place. I see that situation and I, I see that I, I can be sure that they don't feel, they feel native person and not migrant. Mm -hmm. And instead, I don't feel the same. Maybe because we are a little bit more globalized. Were your parents migrants or, <sighs> or grandparents? My grandparents. My grandparents came from Italy. Um, my mother came for one side from Spain and for the other side, native pe person, people. But my mother came from another state, province. Far away from Buenos Aires, it's called Santiago del Estero. So I can feel that my mother was a migrant. So yeah. it's like the first generation that I live and I was born and raised in that place. So it's it's very complex. <laughs> But just maybe you're slowly arriving. Yeah, maybe. But I think that the place where I live, that is called Conurbano, is the like the suburban. No, it's so difficult to to say. Well, the people from Conurbano. Of the suburban places is like this, like this, like this, like this, because it's so complex and we live all the time running and we don't have enough time to think about ourselves that it's so difficult to, to make, to see what this kind of person is like this, but it's very complex. The place where I live, because the, the identity is dif dif so difficult to find. Would you say um, that language is an important factor for identity? Yeah, totally. I think the language is is the connection of your of the of the thing that you think. Mm -hmm. And uh, you said that you know when you and people from Mexico or Venezuela mm -hmm. when you meet that you feel this belonging of being a Latino, yeah, despite not speaking the language. So what is it exactly? Or can you maybe explain what that cultural belonging is? You said it's the history of the colonialization. Is there anything else in there? Because you excluded language. No, language is it's the most important thing, I think. It's the most important thing. Yeah, language. 
Totally. Uh, the history and language, but I think it's more important. Yeah, they are in the same way, I think, because we share the history. We are being colonized by Spanish and 30 years before we have the same problems. We have uh, governments for military governments. We have being colonized by American and the CIA. And we share, I think that always I have this thinking that is in America, in Latin America, the potential, the, 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 the most important countries uh, put some diseases like problems and the same problem goes to all the, all, all our countries. And well, it depends on our country, how they resist that, or how they go through that. But I think they're always putting the same bad energy or <laughs> the same problems. I don't know what to yeah, say. I know what you mean. <laughs> do you, do you believe in one language? You know, there was Esperanto. Yeah, I know it. Ago? years ago <laughs> would you like to have a universal language no no because it's, it's for me it's very related to to be globalized and i feel that sensation in one way it's comfortable to be globalized because you can go for example last year i've been in europe and you i can feel like home sometimes because we share the same food or the same i don't know you can go to mcdonald's for example but for me, it's so boring when you can't do that. And now, last month, I went to the north of Argentina and it was like another world because they don't have, for example, they exchange things. They don't have money. And they, it was, wow, I, I love to see this because this is original thing. And this is like a typical thing from that place. That's where we come from. Yeah. It's like the most finished idea of globalization, that idea of having one language. It's like the death of variety of cultures. It's, no, I don't like it. It's okay, nice. Thank you. No, thank you. I really like it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Please like, share and subscribe to receive updates on new episodes. You can find more information about Hernan's work by following him on Instagram at Hernan Giorselli, SoundCloud or YouTube.